Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Salmonville News at 7. I'm Mindy Marshall. And, uh, I'm Chet Firestorm, the news baby. Is everything okay, Chet? You barely touched your smash peas, and you didn't watch Sesame Street today. Mindy, I saw a scary video. There were these two grown-ups, and they were wrestling. One was naked, and the other one was wearing a Mickey the Mouse costume. I, um... What you saw was, uh, <laughs> um, you know what? I'm not going to get into it. I don't get paid enough to do this. <laughs> they just kept screaming. Our top story tonight. It's been three months since the Salmonville letter writer last struck. Following the arrest of Billy Parker, the youngest ever convicted murderer in the history of Salmonville, who had received multiple letters, the letter writer has gone completely quiet. Could this mean the end of the- Yes, the video scared me, but I want to watch it again. Not right now, Chet. Could this mean the end of the Salmonville letter writer? Or are they planning something bigger than we in Salmonville could have previously imagined? Uh, Chet, why are you crawling away from the news desk? To find a VCR! Everybody and welcome to the Salmonville Letter Writer. I'm your host, Rutherford Winchester. You know, I've actually seen the video Chet was talking about in that last clip. It was just fucking disgusting, you know? Like, nasty as hell. I, th I think I'm on a watch list because I downloaded it without a VPN. Anyway, my time in Salmonville is rapidly coming to a close. So much has happened in the last few months. This place is starting to feel like home to me. this under control. In the last episode, we covered longtime Salmonville PD officer Randy Peterson's rise to the mayor of Salmonville. Being the mayor? Oh, it's great. I've been able to do a lot of stuff for the town. I just signed a law making it legal to kill vegans in Salmonville. As long as you got a permit, of course. If you want to be an animal so bad, have it your way. That doesn't mean my job is always easy, though. As you know, we had to bury our co-mayor far too soon. One second she's peeing in the street, the next she's run over by a Chevy pickup truck. Just in case anyone missed the last episode, Randy named a dog as his co-mayor. I forget what he named her, but it was weird. Casey Dogthony was taken from us far sooner than we could have expected. And to make matters worse, I don't even know where she buried the paperwork that had the government workers' pension information. They're gonna be so mad at the next city council meeting. 
I'll never forgive Lester for what he's done. I didn't hit Randy's dog with my car. If anything, it was a light graze. You know, I see, you know what, cancel culture finally hit Salmonville and Lester's public enemy number one, dude. Story of my fucking life. Oh, Lester hit a dog with his car. Yeah, what, go tweet about it on a phone made by a baby, how about? But for the most part, being the mayor has been an extremely rewarding experience. I, I do miss the police station, though. I'm head of the search committee for my replacement. In the meantime, we got a nice guy named Officer Post running the show down there. Hey, my name is Officer Ronald Post, and I'm the interim chief of Salmonville Police. I'm changing the way we police around this town. Oh yeah? How so? I've replaced every officer's gun with a trombone for a trial period. I think it's a good PR move for us, you know, not having guns. I figure an abrasive brass instrument can stop crime just fine. Give me everything in the register right now! Don't just stand there! Start feeling the fucking bang! You hear that click? That click means I've got a fucking bullet for the perfect little spot right between your fucking eyes! It's not going very well. Like I said, Officer Post is a nice fellow, but I don't think he'll be around too long. But yeah, Rutherford, everything here is going great. I even secured a shipment of vaccines to Salmonville. We stole them from those bastards down in Providence. You want to see? Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, I gotta be honest, though. I liked it better when you let me go in the evidence room. Now, do be careful walking in the vault, Rutherford. It's a bit slippery because we have to keep the vaccines cold. Yup, here we are. A vaccine for every person in Salmonville. Oh! Ah, oh, fuck, Randy. Ah, oh, man. I could have told you that would have happened, though. Oh, no, no, no. Quick, Rutherford, suck up the vaccine juice so they don't go to waste. Oh, no, oh, God, we had to have a truck driver killed to get these. <laughs> it's thicker than I thought. Ugh, yeah, you're right. Randy, I think I can see your heat signature. Even though I'd gotten close to the people in Salmonville, much like the Salmonville PD and the FBI, my investigation into the Salmonville letter writer case wasn't getting anywhere. The last letter we covered was sent to Billy Parker, an eight-year-old who ended up trying to murder his teacher and successfully killing four prison guards. You know, I remember thinking five years, minimum security, over and over on the ride to the jail. They thought I was some kind of pussy. So I, you know, slit a guard's throat with my coke fingernail on the way over. The people of Salmonville, already on high alert, were horrified by the Parker case. Any chance the letter writer had of being a folk hero of sorts was a race the day Billy took a pipe to that teacher. Lester Stanby, town historian and a federal judge, apparently. People in town were already tired of the letter writer. Like, they had absolutely overstayed their welcome people want to get back to their regular way of life you know uh beating up italians resisting change 
living in fear of a God that doesn't exist, probably doesn't even care about them, you know, all that stuff. A local militia was even formed to do patrols to find a letter writer. Johnny Johnson, the brother of John Johnson, who was murdered following correspondence from the letter writer, formed the Salmonville Idealism Defense Foundation, often shortened to the Salmonville IDF. Well, we chose that name because we felt that IDF just fit with our grassroots initiative. We here at the Salmonville IDF want to make Salmonville a better place, but a better place for us, just us. When Johnny Johnson started the IDF, it was only him and a couple of dudes, right? Today, it's grown massively. Now, it's him and a few dudes, but they can 3D print guns now. We just patrolled the town to look for signs of the letter writer. You really never know who it could be. Sometimes things get violent. Just part of the job. They shot a guy in a park once. He was sketching something. They thought it was a letter. I don't think most of them can really read. There's a lot of signs that a person could be the letter writer. If we see someone with a pen or somebody ready, we pretty much have to go ahead to shoot. I was interested to learn about the IDF. That added a lot of context to the time I was shot by a man in full camo gear at the grocery store. With no real leads on who the letter writer was, the situation at the Salmonville PD was bleak. After Billy Parker, things really just kind of stalled. We had considered some suspects. Esme Bride, for one. I knew the feds were looking at me, but really, what the fuck was I gonna do about it, huh? I just did my job every day like I was supposed to, and yet I'm still being crucified. I'm like Jesus Christ, but I actually didn't do anything wrong. And what the fuck do they care about the letter writer anyway? Oh, boo-hoo, you got a mean letter. Go fuck yourself. If you ask me, the letter writer revealed what little pussies everybody in Samaville actually is. If it were me, I'd be getting that motherfucker a cold beer. Tonight. We also suspected Jeff Lamont for a while, on account of all the information he had on the people here and his pension for the theatrics. I don't think it was Jeff, though. If he was guilty, why would he have donated a fleet of tanks to the Salmonville PD? Jeff Lamont's granddaughter, Beatrix. Oh, what the fuck? Rutherford, what are you doing here? It's 4 a.m. Get out of my house. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I just thought you might want to reply to what Randy said about the tanks. What Randy said? What are you, fucking high? I wasn't there, you fucking moron. I don't know what he said about the tanks, which were given out of the kindness of Grandpapa's heart, by the way. How did you get past security? To make matters worse, three months went by without a peep from the letter writer. They weren't even getting in touch with Donald Hemsworth. Nope, I stopped getting photos of the letter writer's ass after the Billy Parker thing. I was sort of bummed out, too. <laughs> Wait, uh, I said bummed out. You know, like a bum. Who knew I could be so funny? I'm like Daniel Tosh, except I don't say... <laughs> yeah, but no, no, that, that that was a shame. I wanted to help the police, and to be honest, the ass photos were just starting to get really creative. Here, check this one out. Whoa, how did they manage to get a shot from that angle? Also, Donald, you're talking a little close to the microphone, but I'm scared to look you in the eyes because I don't want to get erect again. I know. <laughs> I think the letter vests are wearing is a symbol for feeling abused by the world. A lot of subtext in this ass shot. 
The cyst on there is really getting bad, though. Yeah, I wish they'd include a return address at least once, then I'd have to tell them it should be checked out. Okay, again, little close to the microphone, but... No, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I love that something I own is covered in your spit. With the letter writer going quiet, their peak period had just about come to a close, but they had one more letter in them. Kathy Stanford thought she was out of the woods. Yeah, it'd be months since the letter writer wrote to anybody, let alone me. I figured they'd long forgotten about me, especially after the whole Billy Parker thing. Like I said before, I liked that kid a lot. He he broke a bookie's leg out of sheer anger once, which gave me a chance to escape. Prior to receiving correspondence from the letter writer, Kathy, a school bus driver, had routinely parked her bus at the dog track with students inside. After muzzling the students and covering the bus with a tarp, she'd go inside the track and place bets. The letter writer took issue with Kathy's priorities and even went so far as to free the students on the bus and slash her tires while she was inside the track. She nearly lost her job. After that, I stayed away from the track in the mornings. All the other bus drivers probably thought I was a coward, but they would never say that to my face. They know how itchy my trigger finger is. Salmonville is a very violent town. In their last letter to Kathy, the letter writer threatened violence if she was caught placing bets during school hours again. But after a while, the temptation became too much. I was doing good without AM gambling for a while. It was hard, sure, but I got used to it as best I could. Even with the letter writer gone, I was still a bit nervous. Sure, I'd had people threaten to kill me before, but the letter writer was the only one to do it that wasn't illiterate, so I was a bit more cautious about this one. I probably would have stayed away if I hadn't gotten a hot tip about a dog down at the track. That dog's dick was so minuscule. Kathy, please, I, a dog has, like, already died in this episode. I cannot include any more dog stuff. The dog's name was Felicity Ruffman. Seems like a play on the actress's name, but this was in 1973. Regardless, the dog had illegally obtained a scholarship for a behavior training class. People thought he was too well-behaved to be a good racer, but I had a hot tip. I used to buy steroids from a guy that worked at the track. I have a, a, a very limber bones. The steroids haven't helped, but they will eventually. Either way, I found out that Felicity Ruffman had gotten into a steroid stash. That dog was going to make for a huge payoff in his first race. The thing is, his first race started during my route. I was nervous, but I couldn't pass up this opportunity. That morning, I took the kids back to the track for the first time in a while. They were really upset. They liked school now that they were getting better at reading or whatever. But this was for the greater good. I mean, after all, I could take my winnings and lose the shit job anyway. Kathy went in and made her bet. Turns out, the race didn't end up happening. I guess steroids hit dogs a lot faster than humans because the dog killed some of his loved ones before the race. According to security footage, Kathy was away from her bus for a total of 12 minutes. When she came outside, she was relieved to see that her bus was still there. I mean, of course, I was thinking, thank God I'm in the clear when I saw that the bus was still there. I went inside and the kids were still there too. 
Forgot to leave a window open, so they were hot, but fine. Then I noticed something strange. A few feet behind Kathy's bus sat a large wooden sign that read, Ugh. Oh. To Kathy Stanford, you degenerate. And it was signed, The Salmonville Letter Writer. Hey, can you stop talking like that, Rutherford? It's weird as hell. Underneath the message was an arrow pointing downward to a small piece of string sticking out of a hole in the sign. Now this was weird. Seemed like some sort of contraption. I knew I probably shouldn't have pulled on the string, but it piqued my curiosity. At the end of the day, all they really did was write letters, so I figured a letter would come out of some sort of secret slot or something, I don't know. So I pulled it, and all of a sudden I get a face full of lemon cream pie. (laughs) Oh, wow, seriously? He pied you? How did he fucking pie you? sign was booby-trapped. The string acted as a sort of pulley device. It was pretty creative, actually. Once I pulled it, the wood panel with the writing was pulled up, triggering the detachment of an industrial-sized coil that shot the pie directly at my face. (gasps) Oh my god, that's fucking... (laughs) That's fucking hilarious! Oh, come on, even you must have thought so. Pie hit my face at about 40 miles per hour at an extremely close range. Four of my teeth were lodged in the top of my mouth. I swallowed another seven of them. I'm also allergic to dairy, so my face started to swell up really, really bad. A lot of the kids on the bus saw this as their chance to get back at me, so they just, uh kicked me for a while until the police showed up. Oh. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Whew. Alright. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Rutherford. Kids in Salmonville, I'll tell you they can kick. Just last week, a five-year-old dislocated my ankle. But yeah, they got Kathy pretty good. I went into a coma for about 65 hours. I was legally dead four times. Sure enough, when I woke up, there was a letter in front of me. Miss Stanford, I warned you, didn't I? I told you not to go back to that godforsaken track. I admit, I've been quiet for a while now. I grow weary of your puny little town. I'm sick of trying to help. I'm sick of the media painting me out to be a murderer just because my work has been the catalyst for multiple murders. You don't see the catcher and the rye guy in jail, do you? I got 15 pages into that book, and suddenly I wanted to kill John Lennon. And somehow, I'm worse than him? Fine. I'll play along with their game. Here's a pie. The people of Salmonville have it all wrong. They're the villains. I'm the misunderstood hero. Every letter I've written was supposed to help set this town on the right track. But somehow Salmonville's idiocy has overpowered my brilliance. 
I'm beginning to wonder if this is all for nothing. It very well may have been. But I wouldn't leave without saying goodbye to you first, Kathy. Hope that we'll never cross paths again. The Salmonville Letter Writer P.S. Uh, since I know the cops are reading this, you'll never catch me. The Salmonville Letter Writer is not one person. No, that would be too simple. You see, the Letter Writer is in all of us. We are all to blame. Bet you didn't see that coming, did you? I'm a metaphor, bitch. And that was the last we heard from him for a long, long while. Randy, that's my line. I just thought I'd take a crack at it. No, stop doing that. The narration is only for me. Hey, are we uh doing auditions for the narrator? Because I want to throw my hat in that ring. No, we're not. If Lester gets an audition, I want one too. He's not. Shut the fuck up, Randy. You're such a baby, dude. You know what? Your body pillow was right. Guys, please leave my hotel room. Kathy would spend a total of three weeks in the hospital. These would mark the first days in the past decade that she had not placed a bet. Sure, it was rough going for a while, but I'm happy to say that the hospital stay saved my life. I never went back to that dog track. In fairness, the track burned down while I was in the hospital, but I still see it as a personal growth. That pie changed a lot about my life. Who cares if I lost my original voice? Original voice? Yeah, the pie fucked with my vocal cords. If I try real hard, I can use my original voice. Let me see. <clears throat> the Salmonville letter writer chucked a pie in me gullet, gave me irreversible brain damage, he did. <clears throat> I don't know which voice I, like, prefer. They're equally jarring, but in different ways. Anyway, after the Kathy Stanford incident, the letter writer went completely quiet. The nightmare in Salmonville was over, at least for now. Yep, everything quieted down after that. After a while, the news found a new thing to be worried about. The police found more Italians to harass, and the government went back to taking away people's health insurance. It's not like we didn't hear from the letter writer from time to time, though. The letter writer would send out letters to different Salmonville residents once every few years for increasingly confusing reasons. I don't have the time to get you into the backstory of each letter, so you're gonna have to kind of fill in the blanks yourself. Mr. Ardzen, I saw you throw a rock at an old man with bad eyesight yesterday. Bravo. Mrs. Randall, two cloves of garlic in the marinara sauce? No wonder your husband won't go near you. Randy Peterson, I don't have any dirt on you. I just think you're a fucking loser. Fucking blow me, bitch. Cassidy Melbourne, I don't care if you're eight years old. I know you had something to do with Princess Diana's death. Lars Ulrich. 
Boo-hoo, people are downloading my music on Napster. Woe is me. Fuck you, pussy. Jim Henson, I'm glad you're dead. Kevin Clash, the voice of Elmo. Are you a pedophile or not? I didn't finish the documentary. It's sad. People sort of lost interest in the letter writer after a while. They weren't scared of him anymore. The letters meant just about nothing. Sort of like Kevin James' career after 2013. Oh! Yes, let's go, Randy! For the fucking jugular! Yes! I dissed him. I really did. But seriously, the letters really lost their flair for a while. That is, until Jim Malcone got his down at the church. Malcone ended up dying, which was sad, sure, but it was also a return to form for the letter writer. Jim Malcone. The reason I got here in the first place. Jim was the town reverend, a kind man. The letter writer found out that Malcone had been plagiarizing his sermons, copying them directly from the band Radiohead. The entire Salmonville congregation listened to him recite the song Creep word for word and never noticed that anything was up. Fucking ridiculous. But when I got here, it was my goal to avenge the death of Malcone, because I love to plagiarize. But, you know, so much has happened, and I have to be honest, I completely fucking forgot about Jim Malcone. Just completely left my mind. I have never even asked Randy a follow-up question about that specific investigation. Jim Mal... who? We talked about it more than that, but Randy's response just then pretty much gives you the gist of how far the investigation has come. At the beginning of this podcast, I promised you all two things. A concrete ending, and that this podcast would be much better than Serial. In terms of the latter, I am absolutely certain that I delivered. But obviously, I haven't achieved the former. Obviously, if I could, I would stay in Salmonville until I arrest the letter writer myself, something that Randy assures me would not hold up in court. But I'm being called back to the city for a new assignment. Hey Rutherford, it's Jack calling again from the office. Look, I know you really love it down in Salmonville, but I really can't afford to have you away from the office anymore. I don't want to get too much into it over the phone, mainly because I'm certain at least one government agency has your phone tapped. But one of our writers is suspected of stealing Lady Gaga's dogs, and we really need another body here. It's time to wrap the show up. Jack, it's, uh, but I'm so close. That joke's a little out of date, by the way, but I'm so close. I can feel it. Look, I've listened to the show, Rutherford. If anything, you set the investigation back years. Oh, well, I'm going to talk to my dad about this. Well, if you really want to talk to him, I can go all the way across the room and detach him from the sex swing and put him back into his air-sealed medical hermetic bubble just so he can talk to you, but the answer won't change. What? Sex swing? I thought you were in the office, Jack. Look, this is your last episode. I need you back in New York on Monday. I have to go. It's impossible to keep the ball gag in his mouth when his teeth aren't in. I may not be able to deliver the ending I hope for, but that doesn't mean I can't give you all closure. We've met a lot of people on our journey together in Salmonville. Some of them were awful, other ones were fine, but all of them were absolute fucking morons. But before I go, I'm checking in with all of our favorite Salmonville residents to see where they ended up after the events of this show. Without further ado, here's your Salmonville closure montage. After 73, my life really took hold. 
I said goodbye to old Michaela Feathers and hello to the new Michaela Feathers. I like the new version of me a lot better because this one owns a pair of brass knuckles. I'm a lawyer now, but I only represent clients with a Netflix documentary about them. Did anyone else see Tiger King? Uh, I loved it. Thought it was so good. Love Tiger King. <laughs> Joe Exotic for president. You know what I mean, though? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hey, what are you doing with a microphone? I'm here. I'm responding to the Craigslist ad posted by a Rutherford Winchester. Said he'd give me a deep body massage. Me? Well, I'm still working the news desk during the day and playing with my Hot Wheels by night. I don't even swallow them anymore. I do miss Mindy, though. I left Salmonville back in 1999. After I saw what happened at Woodstock in 99. Life is too short to waste. I work for Fox News now. You can tell that I'm the lady on the show, because I'm a blonde. And I wear the silk scarf, and often I laugh like this. <laughs> Rutherford, this is your parole officer really can't go weeks without calling me. Well, life's pretty good. I miss my big brother every day, but I've moved on. I got the IDF to run, a new recipe for homebrew beer. Hell, I even got my own boy to look after. I named him John Johnson, and that's spelled with a J-O-N. I know you just met me in this episode, but I'm sure you want to know what I've been up to. I can't wait for Rutherford to leave my hotel. I think I'm getting Stockholm Syndrome. There's also blood all over his walls, and I don't know why. Rutherford, we ended two years ago. You need to stop calling it. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. The mayor died before I could interview him about this. Well, sure, life's had its ups and downs, of course. But I'm happy now. I still live with my sister Tanya, who is apparently immune to every poison I put in her food. And I breed dogs now, which is really great. I don't bet much anymore, but I do like to mix breeds that don't mesh. You can get some really ugly fucking dogs by doing that. It's pretty huge on TikTok, actually. I'm still working in the deli. Even opened up a second location. Yeah killed a lot of animals over the years. I don't really feel anything anymore, really. I, I just hear the horrifying squeals of pigs, the tortured wails of cows, the shrieks of the guards at the morgue when I break in for extra meat to fill a large order. Oh wait, no, uh, not, not that. I was just kidding. <clears throat> but I'm happy here in Salmonville. Uh, it all worked out pretty good. My life was going fucking fine until you shot me, Rutherford. What? I didn't shoot are you serious? You don't remember me. Not even a little bit. You shot me in the leg on Cheney Day. Oh, fuck, from the first episode. Yeah, 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 I figured you died. I wish I died that day. Yeah, me too, you were awful to talk to. My life is a fucking nightmare. Every day in my life is filled with useless fucking morons and children who want to kick me and call me mean names. Every morning when I step foot into that post office, oh, I think about burning that place to the ground. And at this point, I don't even know if I'd fucking leave. I feel like I want to be there when the walls give in. As much as I loved Grandpapa, I don't think I see life the way he did. He was a very greedy man. 
I don't think he was the Salmonville letter writer, but that doesn't mean he was very nice. Now that I'm in charge of his fortune, I try not to get wrapped up in the lifestyles of the 1%. I donate my money to causes that really need it, like Liberty University and whatever thing Vince McMahon is working on at the moment. Salmonville's done good by my family. Who knows where the Lamonts would be if the people here weren't so easily manipulated. Yeah, it's the good life. Well, for me, life in Salmonville has always been one big party. Sure, I've been a historian, I am a judge, and I've done cocaine with Rodney Dangerfield. But that's not what life is all about. Life's all about the little things that get you through the day, like cocaine. But before you leave Rutherford, I just, I want to give your followers a bit of advice. A bit of advice, you know, do PCP. It's fucking sweet, dude. You know, life is the little things, doing PCP. You know, I did PCP. I flipped a car over on Main Street, blamed it on a Brazilian man. That is a silver lining. You ever see that movie Silver Linings Playbook with Bradley Cooper? Just like that, dude. Just like that. Just like flipping over cars on PCP and blaming it on Brazilians. Fucking amazing. It's amazing. That's what life is. Also, watch hentai, dude. I just got into hentai. Shit's incredible. Okay? I like this is one. It's a baby. It looks like a baby. It's 4,000 years old with a huge cock. And it's fucking an ogre. Dude, coolest shit I ever saw. Like, if you want to rank my favorite things, one is number one, cocaine. Number two, 4,000 uh, baby that's actually 4,000 years old with a huge cock. And then ogres is three. Four is cocaine again. Five, hobgoblins. That's number five. Well, Rutherford, when you came here, I was nervous. I thought I'd end up just reliving my past failures on the letter writer case, all eight of my marriages, and pretty much everything else in my life. And that happened. Oh boy, did it happen. Honestly, I don't think I've looked myself in the mirror since this whole podcast started. How could I? But I've grown wiser in my older years. I know the people in Salmonville can be tough, but I love it here. I'm so proud to be the mayor. I could have never imagined I'd be here today. In a lot of ways, I feel like you helped me there, Rutherford. I, I, I don't want to make this weird, but I love you, Rutherford. You're the best friend I've ever had. What'd you say, Randy? I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I said I love you. Oh, one second, one second. Uh, all right, all right, I'm sorry. I just wanted to, to load up before I hit the road. What did you say? I said I love you, Rutherford. Oh, oh, oh. oh I love you too, Randy. It was time to say goodbye to Salmonville. As much as I loved it here... I knew I had other journalistic journeys to go on. I'll miss the friends I made, the haters and losers, and all the people whose names I forgot as soon as I met them. But leaving doesn't mean that I'm giving up. I have faith that one day, the letter writer will reveal themselves. That day, I'll be there, standing over them, with a gun. But until then, it's time for me to check out of this hotel and hit the road. This is Rutherford Winchester signing off. Thank you for listening to The Salmonville Letter Writer.
Did he just leave? Rutherford? Rutherford. I'm still in here. Can you unlock, unlock the door, Rutherford? Please. Please take me back to New York. I have pets. How can you leave me here? Is, is the show really over? If, if the music starts playing, that means the show is really over. Oh god. Oh no. I'm gonna die here. The show's over and I'm gonna fucking, fucking die here. Wait, is, is that a phone ringing? Is this is a twist ending? Is, is Rutherford stealing from M. Night Shyamalan? Hi, you've reached the hotel room of Rutherford Winchester. If you're calling about an interview, please leave your information and a good time to call you back. If you're calling about drug money, go fuck yourself. I'm already gone, you fucking loser. Blessings, y'all. Have a nice day. Hey, Rutherford, hope I caught you before you left. Listen, there's something I want to come clean to you about. You know, for years now, I've been keeping a secret. I thought that would be for the best, but as I get older, I realize that life is really about one thing. And no, you stupid fucking idiot, it's not about happiness or family or even the Monster Mash ice cream sundae from Friendlies. No, life is about lying to other people for so long that they end up basing their entire life around your lie. <laughs> then when you feel like it, you can pull the rug out from under their grubby little feet and ruin their full sense of security. All for your own sick, twisted little pleasure. Rutherford, I am the Salmonville letter writer. If you haven't already... You can go and fuck yourself. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Salmonville Letter Writer. My name's Ben Loftus, and I write the show, and I play Rutherford Winchester, because I am a talented fucking guy. You can follow me on Twitter at DietBenLoftus, and you can follow Salmonville at Twitter at Salmonville. The Salmonville Letter Writer's artwork is done by graphic designer Haley Mulvey. You can contact her on Instagram for commission work at HaleyMulvey underscore design. The Salmonville theme is written and performed by Max Shelkov. You can find him on Twitter at Carl Maximilian. This week's episode includes Jack Hamelberg on Twitter at Foxy Pancakes, Al Christakis on YouTube at Al Christakis, Jake McDowell at Suratine69, Alex Lennon-Simon at Bookie, Caleb Pitts at BrainGetter, you can check out his podcast, Podcast About List, Callie Webb on Twitter at OldPalCal, you can listen to her podcast, My Friend Show, The Podcast, on Apple Music and Spotify, Ivan Tenreo, you can find them on Twitter at JoannaNewSum41, Mason Smith, who you can find on Instagram at Mason E. Smith. You can check out Mason's podcast, High Noon, wherever you get your podcast. A couple weeks ago, they had a very sexy-sounding guest. Chris Post on Twitter at ThatChrisPost. You can listen to his podcast, Stuck in Poke, anywhere you get your podcasts. Matt Abishan, who you can find on Twitter at Lonnie Loves Tea. Jocelyn Mello, who you can find on Instagram at Joss underscore Mel. Yessi Rigo on Twitter at Portuguese underscore Bruja. Riley Halliday, whose website you can visit 
thriftsandprints.com or on Instagram at thriftsandprints. Alex Forrest on Twitter at hitchwillsmith. Neil Linsky at Neil Linsky. Neil and Alex have started a webcomic named People of Beer, which you can follow on Twitter at People of Beer. Sarah Fristo on Twitter at Rhoded Sheriff. Jamie Loftus on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help. You can listen to any of her podcasts, Lolita Podcast, My Year in Mensa, or the Bechtelcast, wherever you stream your podcast. Carter Hambly, who provided additional writing for this episode, on Twitter at Carter Hambly.